Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co host, Ann Tuttle Brown. Welcome to this great series that I'm very excited about, as well as Ann, who's my co host. We are going to be talking about life and space organization tips for each of the four types of children. And this is the first podcast in this four podcast series where we're going to talk about the type one child. And I reached out to one of my good friends, and actually she is a mentor of mine in many ways. She's a very well-known YouTuber, and she's known for her teaching of routines and space and life management. She's a coach and mentor. She's a type one and she's known as Diane in Denmark. Welcome, Diane. Thank you, Carol. Glad to be back again. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. You'll be with us for each of these four podcasts, talking about each of the four types. And your experience um, with energy profiling, you've applied this to your own children. Diane has two of her own kids that um, I thought it'd be really fascinating to bring her on and learn from her because she understands the four types very, very well. And she is able to, through her very um, depth and breadth of her knowledge of space and life management and organization, I asked her to come up with tips that were specific to challenges each type has. So just as we move into this, the type one child, as you know, has is called the fun-loving child. Upward, light, more random, spontaneous movement that loves everything out and about. They like to see what they have. It's fun. <laughs> oh, I like that. They want to look at it. They want to yeah. pleasure in it, you know. Um, they enjoy, they don't mind the movement either. They have the highest movement when they are type one. Type one energy has the highest movement when it's looked at independent of a secondary. Now that gets modified a bit when you add a secondary energy, but type one children can manage the most movement in things out and around, we should say. It doesn't bother them. Where a type four doesn't want all those things out and around because it's too much movement. Mm -hmm. And so you're dealing with this capacity of um, being okay with more what some people might call clutter or messiness that doesn't feel that way to a type one. So one of the challenges, difficulty with staying with structured systems that feel confining and heavy. They don't like having to do the same thing repeatedly over and over and over in this in the same timeline in the same way because someone else is requiring it most people think when you say the word routine your ne- just your next thought is structure that is re- repeated <laughs> it doesn't seem to fit the type one child's movement let's just say. No, it doesn't. But but luckily, there are lots of ways that we can keep it fun for the child. Uh, if you're coming up with a routines checklist, you know, something that they have to do every day, you, you know, listen to the child, what do they need to, to get done? And then there are lots of ways you can approach it. It can be a bingo game where you give them a kind of chart and they check off things as they're done. That's always fun. They can toss uh, a dice see which number comes up they're going to do that one first uh, and especially with the type one child keep the routines very very short 
Don't, mm -hmm. don't give them long lists of everything that they need to do, for example, before they go to bed. Just keep it very, very short and keep it fun. Uh, perhaps they have a favorite TV program, uh, a game that they play. You can use the name of the characters, uh, something like that. Just tie it in so it's a game for them. It's not it's not a chores list. It's it's a little game that they do in the morning when they're getting ready or in the evening before they go to bed. And these are the kids, your ideas of getting those outfits out and ready to go for the next morning, I think would be a huge help to them. Because this is our idea child, our possibilities child, our I want to change my mind or I want to... I don't, you know, it's just they're more random. So mm -hmm. that whole, once they've made that decision the night before, this is what we're wearing tomorrow, this is what I'm wearing tomorrow, it's set. It's like, no, you don't get to change your mind in the morning. <laughs> change your mind right now because then it's yeah. over. Now yeah. let's talk about bed. Making your bed is one of the most common routines that uh, either parents are very strict on it or they don't even make their own bed where you are you a, I'm a big I'm big on making a bed because I think it teaches follow through and I think it's great to get something done early in the morning to say exactly. I, I accomplished that yeah so I'm, I mean, a, I'm I'm a I'm a yes teach your children to make their bed person and and it makes the room look tidy in the studio. yes as soon as you make that bed. But and again, you've really got to think about also, why is the child not making the bed? Yes. Are there too, just too many things, you know, for the type one child? Do they have a fun uh, duvet cover? You know, do they have some kind of fun bedding? Has mum mm -hmm. or dad put on so many different pillows and throws? It just takes a long time. Mm -hmm. and, and so mm -hmm. just keep it super, super simple for them. You know, a couple of throw pillows, their plushy toys, mm -hmm. whatever it is. But yeah, you look, can have the one, don't have a sheet and a blanket and a bedspread. Have, the, like you said, the comforter well, we, we with the two. Yeah, and yeah. Just have the yeah you got, you, you've got the bed that, you know, <laughs> that, that is in Europe. Diane lives in um, Denmark and you do have simpler bedding yes. material. Yeah, yeah, because I can understand why people couldn't make their beds. Like, okay, if you're having to put on three different blankets and a bedspread and covers and of course it's going to take you 10 minutes mm -hmm. it takes me one minute to make the bed yeah so so think about you know how, how you can help the child to do that then in your idea i want to just add this before we go to our next challenge um with the bingo card or the dice mm -hmm. don't parents automatically think i have to make that i'm like no you don't no. have your child make it exactly. like give them the yeah. supplies you know or go on pinterest and look up fun ways yeah. fun ways fun checkoff lists you know yeah there's apps i mean yeah, there's apps i mean come on kids kids who are you know six or seven years old you know they have oh younger than that Roy. IPads, uh, and, and their apps yeah. there and they can you know get an achievement or whatever is so I mean, they're starting now their two-year-olds are Anne's two-year-old knows how to swipe and move around my phone <laughs> no problem <Yeah. laughs> all right the next challenge they become overwhelmed with too many items so it is difficult to stay organized but then they love all those items too see that's the yeah. thing it's this kind okay. of well, the thing here is you've got to make it easier for the kids to put away items than it is to take them out. 
Now, why am I saying that is because the problem in 99% of kids' rooms is that they don't want to put toys away because it's too difficult. So you've got to make, and this applies to all types, you've got to make the storage super easy for them putting away, especially with the type one child. They, you're not going to get them to uh, sort things into 20 different categories. So have, you know, if you can have some kind of bins, some kind of storage boxes, something that's sturdy that, you know, can uh, take somewhere and tear, that they can just, you know, throw those toys into don't have too many categories. Maybe have one for, you know, plushy soft toys, one for anything that has wheels and, you know, any kind of cars, trucks, train sets, that will all go in one. Mm-hmm. Um, art supplies can go in another. Don't, don't get too detailed, especially for the, for the mm-hmm. type one child. Make it easy for them to be able to put away their things because that, that's often the problem with the messiness is that mm-hmm. it's not being put away Um, during the day or at the end of the day. Hold that thought. Let's continue this discussion after a short break. What's your mom uniform? Yoga pants? Jeans and a t-shirt? As a mom, you're busy and wardrobe isn't high on the priority list. But do you ever get tired of feeling blah about how you look? Carol Tuttle's Dressing Your Truth program helps you create a personal style that works for you, for your budget, for your family, and for your life. You can look more pulled together in less time. All you need is a little know-how, and Carol can show you. Just sign up for a free account at DressingYourTruth.com. So let's talk about clothes or another item they have in their room. Would you have Mm -hmm. them just hang everything up versus trying to fold it because it's quicker? Um, lay it flat uh, in a bigger bin you know they don't want, those are more steps you want to eliminate the f- yeah. steps that feel tedious Here, here's to a, a fun idea for your type one child because I'm, I'm a type one and also one of my children uh, is a type one have you ever used a flip folder do you know what that is for folding laundry if, if you've ever too, because I've seen people like in Big different theory, Sheldon in- has a flip <laughs> folder yeah. And he, he folds everything. And it was a breakthrough for, for my children. You, you take your T-shirt and they have fun flipping it. And then you just pop it into a drawer and that's it. Okay, and they actually so have fun folder. folding laundry. So <laughs> Do you use one? I still use one. That's yeah. Awesome. I actually, when, when my son was small, he said, Mom, when I move out and go into my own apartment, I want you to to get me a flip folder <laughs> you, you don't need to buy one you can make one out of cardboard and tape yeah stuff. i've seen them at uh, clothing stores like the yeah and, the and that is really good uh-huh. fun for a type one child uh-huh. yeah and that will get them i, I promise you that will get them fold, folding their own laundry makes it fun and, and I would just have in, in another option, too, if they have the space is just say they just hang all their clothes, too, you know, and not well, that can be tedious too. Yeah, I like okay. the idea of two, Makes big, it more of a two game. big bins, tops, bottoms, <laughs> tops, bottoms. <laughs> they get okay. a little yeah. ugly, but well, your idea, Diane, you're making it fun with that um, added uh, flipping. Flip, flipping it sounds yeah. fun. Diane, what do you think about toy rotation? I think that's a great idea, but of course, in an ideal world, you wouldn't have too many toys to begin with. You wouldn't accept them coming in. 
But if you if you're just starting out on this decluttering process with your kids, it, it's a great idea to say, okay, or or as you said in one of the other podcasts, that you help the child by just removing some in the beginning. Um, you know, remove half the plushies, remove half the um, the toys with wheels, put them into storage somewhere else, and then rotate them. That that can be once a month. Uh, once uh, every two or three months. But, but the main thing is, to, is probably for, for any child, it's to stop them coming in. So say to the grandparents, you know, when it's coming up to Christmas birthdays, you know, um, instead of buying little Timmy another game, you know, can we have a gift voucher? Can it be clothing? Can, can it be something that they, they wish for? Because a lot of the toys that kids end up with, they didn't actually want them or ask for them. So they've just kind of ended up in the house. So so you've got to give the kids Mm -hmm. ownership of their of their own things. Mm -hmm. Or ask for a outing out with the grandparents. Exactly. It doesn't have to be a thing. Yeah. Would you do that process with the child? Because I can see a kid being like, But I love all these toys. I don't want any of them to go away. Yeah, and I'll tell you how I I did it, for example, with um I also have a type four daughter but but with all kids it works really well if you sit down first of all say you know we're, we're just going to spend 10 or 15 minutes doing this set a timer because that way they know that you know this process mm. I'm, I'm not going to have them sitting there all day and, and let's just go through and you could say what are your absolute favorite 10 you know plushy toys you know so say they have there to say what are your 10 favorite ones which ones are going to be your 10 favorite ones for this month and that way, they, they see it more as making a connection with the things that they really, really like instead of the ones which are being mm-hmm. put away or taken away. Mm-hmm. I like that approach a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. And I actually took, took my daughter to the um, charity shop, uh, what do you call it, thrift store, you know, where you hand in mm-hmm. donations. Mm-hmm. And I took, I, I took her with me to the store with her box of, uh, my daughter had a lot of uh, plushy dogs. And the ladies in the charity shop were, oh, that's so wonderful of you. And one of them said to her, do you realize that one of these toys will end up being the very favorite toy of another child? And that, oh, that, really, was nice. that really resonated with my daughter. And since then, she's been like, oh, some other child, this will become their favorite toy. Mm-hmm. She has her own mm-hmm. one. So, so that works really well, showing them where these toys are going. You know, And, and you can hand them on to family members, your church, you know, there's places. You do a lot of, um, I know in your phase of life, you're involved with a lot of, there's a lot of recycling in your culture. Yes, we're very big, yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of clothing swaps. Do parents with younger children do toy swaps? Are they doing the same setup with that? Yeah, you you have the clothing swaps, toy swaps, also baby um, gear. You know, you've got the, Mm -hmm. the... the, the prams, the buggies, you know, all the equipment that comes with mm-hmm. the children. So those are very, very popular here because, you know, we're, we're not buying new stuff. We're, we're reusing things uh, and that's mm-hmm. very, very popular. Yeah, that's great. Good for the environment. Another challenge that type ones experience is they lose interest or they lack the follow through to complete the routine. What are some tips that you would recommend for that? Oh, well, 
definitely make it a, a game with them. And, and also, especially for, for type ones, we love the idea, because I'm a type one myself, we love the idea of making it a game using music, uh, using a timer. If, you, if your child isn't into using the timer thing, you can do a countdown with a couple of their favorite songs. Uh, I think, and your child's really was at a Disney podcast that we're listening to uh, Disney music the other day. Just, just use a couple of songs, um, chapter of an, an audiobook, just something to work along with. That, that, that is a great, that's a great one. And of course, you know, plenty of apps that do the countdown thing and make it, make it fun for them. I like that idea. People think of a social experience always is with another human, but for a type one child who has a social connection in the world, listening to a story, listening to another, that's a social connection for them, even if that person's not right there with them. Somewhat, they're with someone, they're engaged with music, they're engaged with a story. So as adults, we're often, I know I'm listening to things as I get things done. I think that would really help a type one child to feel that they're engaged in a social experience while they're doing, because routines as they develop the skill sets can be done without having to put a lot of F thought in, into it. You just, you know what you need to do. You've got to see it through. So yes. that would help a type one child, I think too, to have that, have a headset, yeah. a Bluetooth headset, you turn it on, you know, to, yeah. to their favorite story. And as I've said to you before, I, I listen to the the Child Whisperer podcast when I'm cleaning because I'm learning and I'm and, and also even if it's a boring job, I'm I'm doing something else at the same time. I'm learning, right. I'm listening to good music, so I'm not really aware of going through the, the boredom of the routine at yeah, you're at, to get it done. You're adding that element of entertainment, which lightens it up for you. So Yeah, which is essential for, for us type ones, yes. Well, that's great. What our um, weekly practice then for this podcast would be to take just one of these, whether you're a type one yourself or you have a type one child that you're a parent to, to take just one of these for now and put it into practice and to see the great results you're going to get from it. Then after you've done that, do the second one <laughs> and then do the third rather than try all three at once. Again, the nature of a type one child is to keep a lightness to their world. That doesn't mean that they're not taking things seriously. It means it's an energy. It's a movement. And as you honor them, they have, I mean, Diane's type one. She's known to be, uh, she's a coach. She, people pay her. Thousands, tens of thousands of people watch her YouTube videos to learn how to uh, organize and manage their space. So we can we say a type one has... The ability to be great at organization. Yes, Diana's proof of that. <laughs> Get some pom poms. Maybe they need some pom-poms. <laughs> That's true. Every type one needs a set of pom-poms. Every type one needs or a, a set marachi. of pom-poms. My mother-in-law has her yeah. marachi on her wall. First, so she can grab it. At or a tambourine, but that might bother oh, you more. That's the tambourine, whatever it is. I think that's the tambourine. Pom-poms don't make noise. Tambourines do. <laughs> it's a shake of the pom-poms for you. She's oh, got her pom-poms. That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Diane. We'll, uh, look, so forward, we'll look forward to chatting with you about the Type 2 child. Yeah, looking forward to it. Bye, girl. Thanks for listening. 
For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. 